Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host, Jared. And I'm Edwina. And this is our You're Watching That Again? Again? Again podcast. We where we remove uh, where what do we do edit? We review movies that we've seen multiple, multiple times and review them again. And why we love them. And why we love them. And all that jazz. And today, and, Eddie, they're not, and they're not really your high art movies, by the way. No, they're not highbrows, lowbrows. They're just what you put on if you're hungover and bored. Yeah, which is comfort. us every day. <laughs> <laughs> they're your comfort movies. Comfort movies. And this comfort movie is X-Men, released in 2000, starring Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, Ian McCullen, Fomenka Jensen, James Marsden, Halle Berry, Anna Paquin, and directed by Brian Singer. Warning, this is a full spoiler podcast. If you haven't seen the movie, please come back when you have. Yeah. All right, great. So you're back. Thank you. That was quick. Yeah. So this is – so we're going to talk about X-Men. Yes, X-Men. This is is my pick, I think. Uh, Was it your pick, maybe? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Like I went through our DVD collection. (laughs) All right. And this is the one out of the hat too we did as well. This is the first one we did out of the hat. It was the X-Men – uh, we're going to do X2 yeah. and Days of Future Past, I yeah. believe. Yeah. 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 We're going to do those. So we're starting off with that one. We're doing the good ones in case you hadn't noticed. <laughs> Fuck the other ones. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll talk about we, that. We'll, no, I think we will bring them up. Yeah, they will come up every now and again. Um, so, Eddie, just quickly over to you. What was it like when you first watched this? What was it like revisiting it? You know what? So, as I said, I picked this movie because I, I was a – Big fan of the cartoon. Is that series. the original cartoon, or yeah. you talking about the evolution one? No, no, the original one. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I grew up watching them on TV. I didn't have comic. I didn't have comics readily available where I lived. No, you didn't. <laughs> they weren't really a big thing in Australia until no, they weren't until like the late nineties. Like, yeah. you had to find very specific shops. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I didn't really know anyone who read comics, to be honest. Like, I was mm. aware of the comics. I did have some comics, but it wasn't – it was one of those off-the-cuff things where I just might have bought one at a, at a newsagent one day, you know, just yeah. a one-off Batman one or something like that, you know. Yeah. I think occasionally – like, occasionally you could get them at my local mm. newsagent in the small country town <laughs> near where I lived. But yeah, The only one I ever got was the Mad Magazine. I was a Mad Magazine reader. Yeah. Definitely into yeah. that one. Uh, but yeah, I was a big fan of the TV show and grew up watching that and absolutely loved that cartoon series. And I was very, very excited mm. about it coming to the screen. Yeah, there's a lot of hype about it at the time, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Hugh Jackman looked amazing mm-hmm. as Wolverine. Still does. I thought they'd done a good costume design in changing the, <laughs> the yellow to black leather instead. Yeah, I think it worked. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I I thought they'd done a really good movie, mm. <laughs> and I and I did go see this at the cinema. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, as did I. And I also bought it on DVD. Mm-hmm. As you did. Yeah, but rewatching it. <laughs> mm. Yes, rewatching it, Eddie. And so it's probably been a few years. So once upon a time, I'd watch this. I'd just put this movie on in the background. Uh-huh. It was one of those sort of movies. Um, and so I'm a, I would have watched this movie a hundred times. Um, but re-watching it, I was like, it's not really as good as I remember it being. Mm. I completely concur with you on that, Eddie. I, I did feel – I remember loving this at the time and thinking, you know, it was, it was a great movie, great comic book movie. Uh, but, yeah, re-watching it, it, it – I don't think it held up, and I don't think it's any fault of the movie per it's se. Not. I just think it's it seems very generic now, but it was quite unique at the time. Well, I will talk about that because I feel like it's like the first page of a larger book. Yes, yes, it does. Yeah, um, and it kind of sets it sets up a lot of things. Like it just sets up the universe. Yeah. Um. And actually, can you do the do the summary of the film and do then we'll, the come, back, right, then we'll right, come back to you're it? You're etching I think. a go on, aren't you? Yeah. I can tell. In 1944, at Auschwitz concentration camp, a 13-year-old boy is separated from his parents. This awakens his mutant powers and causes a set of metal gates to bend towards him because of his mutant ability to generate magnetic fields. In a not-too-distant future, U.S. Senator Robert Kelly attempts to pass a Mutant Registration Act in Congress, which will force mutants to reveal their identities and their abilities. 
The telepathic professor Charles Xavier is in attendance when he sees his old friend Magneto, the boy from the beginning, and is concerned how he will respond to the Registration Act with him saying war is coming. After accidentally putting a boy into a coma with a newly emerging mutant ability that absorbs the power and life force of others, 17-year-old Marie runs away to Alberta and changes her name to Rogue. She meets up with a fellow mutant who goes by the name Wolverine and who possesses super healing abilities and metal claws that protrude from between his knuckles. They are attacked while driving by Sabretooth and are rescued by the X-Men who take them to Xavier's school for the gifted. Xavier tells Wolverine, whose real name is Logan, that Magneto appears to have taken an interest in him and asked him to stay while he investigates the matter. Senator Kelly is abducted by Brotherhood members Toad and Mystique and brought to their hideout on an uncharted island of Genosha. Magneto uses Kelly as a test subject for a machine that induces mutations in normal humans. Kelly later escapes by taking advantage of his newfound mutation. Wolverine accidentally stabs Rogue when she tries to wake him from a nightmare. She can absorb his healing ability to recover. This is observed by fellow students who arrive to help. She is later convinced by Mystique, disguised as Rogue's crush Bobby Drake, that Xavier is angry with her and she leaves the school. Xavier uses his mutant locating machine Cerebro to find Rogue at the train station and the X-Men go to retrieve her. Meanwhile, Mystique enters Cerebro and sabotages it. Wolverine finds Rogue on the train and convinces her to return to the school. Before they can leave, Magneto arrives, knocks out Wolverine and subdues Rogue, revealing it was her he wanted. Although Xavier attempts to stop him by mentally controlling Sabretooth, he is forced to release his hold on Magneto when he threatens the police who have converged on the train station, allowing the Brotherhood to escape with Rogue. Callie arrives at the school and Xavier reads his mind to learn about Magneto's machine. Realising the strain of power that nearly killed him, the X-Men deduce that he intends to transfer his powers to Rogue and use her to power it at the cost of her life. Callie's body rejects his mutation and his body dissolves into liquid. Xavier attempts to locate Rogue using Cerebro, but Mystique's sabotage incapacitates him and he falls into a coma. Fellow telekinetic and telepath Jean Grey fixes Cerebro and uses it, learning that the Brotherhood plans to place their mutation-inducing machine on Liberty Island and use it to mutate the world leaders meeting at the summit on nearby Alice Island. The X-Men scale the Statue of Liberty, battling and overpowering the Brotherhood, while Magneto transfers his powers to Rogue and activates the mutation machine. Working together, the X-Men manage to destroy the machine, but Rogue is severely drained. Wolverine transfers his power to Rogue, rejuvenating her while incapacitating himself. Professor Xavier and Wolverine recover from their comas. The group also learns that Mystique escaped the island battle and is impersonating Senator Kelly despite being seriously injured by Wolverine. Xavier gives Wolverine a lead to his past at an abandoned military installation in Canada. Magneto is imprisoned in a complex constructed of plastic and is visited by Xavier and Magneto warns him that he intends to escape one day and continue the fight. Xavier replies that he'll always be there. The end. All right, Eddie, since you're so eager to start, I'll throw it over to you and uh, where do you want <laughs> well, to go with this? I suppose I should have asked, how did, did you see this at the cinema? Because yeah, I think this, yeah, was, I did. this yeah. was pre-us. I think I said that, yeah, pre-us. Pre-us getting <laughs> okay, together. Yeah. That, that's how long ago this, this movie yeah, was. Yeah, I guess, yeah. So you saw it at the cinema? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, And you liked it after you saw yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely yeah. loved it, yeah. Yeah, so my whole thing is I, I honestly believe this is what started that little – catalyst that ended up creating the MCU. Well, it was the ensemble cast, I think, that sort of helped. So having multiple superheroes in a movie, you know, working together. But no, I think it was the fact that it proved that comic book movies could be bankable. Uh, and this movie also, you have to realise, I didn't realise how many X-Men movie had been made since this. There's 13. Wow, okay. 13? <laughs> yes, because Deadpool's included. Oh, okay, okay. All right, well, there's two there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I had to double check that because I was like, is Deadpool part of it? I don't know if it really is. And then mm. I looked it up. It is seen as part of being in that universe because he visits the mansion. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
It's the yeah. only X-Men I could afford. See two of you, yeah. it's almost like <laughs> the studio couldn't afford another X-Men. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So this this started a big franchise of its own, and it does. And I think that's what this first movie suffers from is that it has a very very short runtime. Yes, yes. In like and inc- out. Yeah, like we're done. Yeah, two hours. I think it, no, it's not even two hours. It's barely two hours, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's not. It's like ninety minutes. It's like barely. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, actually, can you double check that? Um, oh, no, no, it's not. It's uh, yeah, an hour forty-four. So it's not. Yeah, it's it's short. Like it's not. It's in and out. Like it's an hour yeah. and twenty minutes. An hour so. and forty-four. But when you're seeing one hundred twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. When you're seeing movies lately that are like three hours long. Actually, no, sorry. What I'm talking about, my math is way off. 104 what? minutes, sorry. So it's 104 minutes. 104 minute. minutes, yeah. 104 minutes, yeah. yeah. That's very short for a feature I don't know if that counts credits as well, maybe. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, def- definitely a lot shorter than what you... Yeah. For an ensemble movie. Yeah. So there's a mm. lot of characters in this movie that don't get much screen time. And never do, do they? I feel like Storm's always just... Storm, do your thing. She rolls her eyes back. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, you never really learn much about Storm. Um, I don't know. I feel Jean Grey is almost a little bit generic as well. Um, but but I think as it moves on, you learn more about her. Like She becomes a more interesting character. Yeah, they do develop her a lot more in the other films. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but uh, to your to your statement before about being bankable, I mean, superhero movies were were known to be bankable. You do remember the Superman movies? Yeah, but they were also very main. So Superman's you know been around since you know what, the nineteen twenties. Yeah, and Batman. But so the Batman franchise started to become not so. So unless it was it was like the lesser known uh, yeah, comic yeah. books. Yeah. Uh, started to become popular. Like Superman, Batman, they've always been popular. They're always going to make money yeah. off those movies, even if they're absolutely awful. Mm. <laughs> well, they usually start off well and then kind of trickle off in the end. And But uh, about bringing that I don't know. Up. Batman Returns, that was, that was pretty terrible. No, Batman Returns, that's good. No, the one with... Um, Michelle Pfeiffer. No, no, no. Not Batman, sorry. Batman Forever. Superman Returns. Oh, Superman Returns. Yeah. Directed by... <laughs> Bride singer. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. <laughs> uh, yes. So. Yeah. So br- bringing up the superhero movies that we have had in the past, and it, they always seem to follow a very similar formula of there was no long term plan for these films. You know, they'd make mm. one or two. You know, the first two will probably be pretty good and then they would sort of fade off and then the last one would be a joke. And I think the Batman and Superman films followed that to the T. Yeah. First two were kind of great and just, yeah, flooded off. So, and a lot of like one-off, you know, maybe trilogies, but there was no great big plan that they had. Yeah. So, although the Marvel Cinematic Universe gets its criticisms of being, you know, take away movies or, or McDonald's fast food movies. They had a plan. But, but it's just great to see that they had a plan and when, even though it didn't start off well with Incredible Hulk, they stuck to it and made this, I think, is a great cinematic universe and followed through with it. And I think that's something to appreciate a little bit, you know. Yeah. And even with the X-Men, they've, they've sort of stuck it out but not quite. They've yeah. Only, you know, they rebooted it. Now you and know then. what? It was, yeah, so I think... I think they originally had plans to do individual movies and that started with Wolverine Origins and then they were going to do like Storm Origins and <laughs> yeah so they were going to do these Origins really? movies yeah okay. yeah like there was there was like a whole plan to do that um they were going to do um Jean Grey Origin one as well right, which I yep. think ended up being turned into Dark Phoenix mm, okay um <laughs> But then that got scrapped because <laughs> the X-Men Origins movie was terrible. Um, yeah. So if you can't make a great standalone X-Men movie with the main star in it, then what hope do you have using one of the other lesser-known characters? Yeah. I suppose that's sort of what they calculated and, and pulled the pin on that, possibly. Yeah. So they decided to start doing the, the ones back in time, <laughs> like mm. back to the days of – yeah. So yeah. going back to the – 
to the beginning of Xavier and Magneto. Mm. Yeah. And virtually rebooting it. Yeah. And in that case, yeah, definitely rebooting the whole series yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in reading uh, in this... this oh, God. <laughs> you didn't go... Did you look at the... The tri- like the trivia for on IMDb. Oh yeah, I, I, I looked. At it a lot was of things. insane, and half of it I think was all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of nonsense in there, but I think a lot of stuff that uh, was definitely stayed true was the production hell of this film. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. So I think it took a good ten years. Ah, uh, yes. They were yes. trying to make this film for a long time. Yeah, um, since eighty-three. And so many people were tied to it, <laughs> including it to, James Cameron, James Catherine Bigelow, um, Joss Whedon wrote a script. Joss Whedon, I think one of his dialogues was left in there. The, yeah, I think. I what think happens it, to a toe when it gets struck by lightning? Yeah. Same as everything yeah, else. So there was, that does sound like a Joss Whedon quip, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, and then the other one was the, the You're a Dick one, I think, as well. Yeah. That was one of his. Or the, the Yellow Spandex. I think yeah. they were the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, and one name that did pop up who was who was in line to direct this, Roland Emmerich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no. He went to do Godzilla instead. Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God. Man. Dodged a bullet with that one. I mean, I don't know how official these where this guy was going to do it, this person was tied to it. You know, these films are sort of in a production state for so long that nothing really happens until there's boots on the ground sort of thing. Everything's just up in the air and people are riding and people are doing stuff. It just never happens. Mm. I'm sure there's other films out there that people have written scripts for and, and done and done like test shooting and stuff like that and it's just gone nowhere, you know. Superman Returns comes to mind as well. Yeah, with the Tim Burton one that was uh, yeah with uh, um, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all seen the pictures of that and footage of that. So, um, but yes, so many, Catherine Bigelow was, yeah. <laughs> was tied to it at one stage. Yeah, uh, that would have been interesting. I, yeah, uh, it was just endless. Like so many people were approached, so many different people were offered the roles of uh, of the all the characters. Um, yeah. Russell Crowe was apparently originally approached to play Wolverine, but he said, look, mm. I'm not really interested, but I've got my mate of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to give him a call and see and have a chat with him? Yeah, so, so this movie probably really, really made Hugh Jackman's career. It did. Yeah. yeah definitely. So yeah. I think prior to this movie, he would, like he was pretty well known in Australia. I don't think I knew him before this film, to be honest. Really? I, I remember seeing him in a movie called Paperback Hero or something. Nah, it was like a ro- seen I'd that. seen him actually I'd seen him in a couple of like romance movies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like a romantic comedy. So was he in neighbours? Was it neighbours? No, 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 he wasn't. He wasn't that he's not a Margot Robbie. <laughs> he's not a Margot. It wasn't in some soapy, was he in something? No, I don't think he was in any any of the soapies. No. I'm sure he was in neighbours. Maybe something like Blue Healers or uh uh yeah no none of the soapies no he wasn't but he was in yes you said blue healers didn't you yeah yeah he was in blue heal, blue healers yeah I think I remember him as Brady a, Jackson yeah I think I remember him as a cop yeah oh the snow is it the man from Snow River no. Halifax oh, I remember that show yeah 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 he was in some of the crime dramas in yeah. Australian crime dramas but not a lot really I mean yeah only a few few appearances and then bang he landed X Men so you know yeah. Probably owes uh, owes old mate Russ B for that one, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, and he is absolutely iconic in this role. Um, apparently he didn't know what – like he – when he did his prep work for this uh, movie, he, uh, he, he, he thought, thought it was, it was a, a wolf. A wolf. <laughs> not realising that a wolverine is a kind of completely like a, different more animal. More like a, sort of a badger or something, isn't it? Yeah, now, yeah. I was actually reading about that, and <laughs> they're known to like completely guts themselves and completely, you know, eat too mm. much, and will like jam themselves between two, like a uh, a tree stump to make themselves vomit. <laughs> There's Wolverine. <laughs> what's, what's he doing? What's he doing in that tree? Blah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, it does it does set up his uh, arc. As well in this episode, mm-hmm. he's sort of that tortured soul of a 
being, I think he said his prep work for this was, I think he was taking cold showers and trying to hold in a scream and that was his, <laughs> that's what he Yeah, I read realized. that was accidental. They had no hot water one day yeah. but it worked so he did it every day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that was the mentality that Wolverine had was that he was just constantly trying not to scream out and mm. lash out at everybody. Yeah. Um. Well, I was going to talk about Magneto. Magneto, played by Ian. Sir. Sir Ian. Sir Ian McCallan, yes. And the character of Magneto, because I feel like he's sort of been the big... Uh, do you remember once upon a time they used to say, like you used to constantly argue about, oh, the MCU doesn't have any good villains? I, I don't think I'm the only one who said that, but yeah. Yeah. It's been mentioned a few times. Villains can be a little lacking in their, their solo films, yes. Yeah. Uh, and then in this movie, Magneto, you he I think it's sort of that start of the, the sympathetic villain. The villain yeah. where you can kind of see their point. Yeah. Xavier and uh, Magneto have the same goals, but just they have different paths of pursuing that goal yeah. so they they and that's what kind of separates them is their is their methods yeah so you know one's very uh i guess villainous and one's more sympathetic <laughs> if i can uh, if i can just sort of say that plainly um yeah so and that makes it it does make the character a little more complex doesn't it like he's not just your mustache Twirling villain. Yep, I just want to destroy all humanity. <laughs> just for the hell of it type mm. mentality. Like, Maniacal laugh. Uh, his reasons behind it mm. are that they're going to, if he doesn't make the first strike, the humans are going to kill uh, yeah, all the, all the Yeah, he's very mutants. much the preemptive strike person, yeah. yes. But he has very good reason for that because mm-hmm. he has been persecuted for being different and it didn't go well. Yes. So you can understand, you know, coming from a concentration camp where where all that led yeah. and this is the same he's hearing the same things. So the movie said. and it is that thing where the movie is making a commentary <laughs> not like the subtext of this isn't very subtle. No. No, <laughs> it's just text, Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> the subtext in X-Men really, really isn't. Yeah. And th- and that's what the separates it, I think, from the other ones because it does have this sort of message. Uh, even though you have superheroes in other projects who are, all, are always sort of adored, it's always flipped with X-Men to be this persecution sort of angle. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it's funny how the movies differ from that. We have... Um, Fantastic Four. Let's use that for an example. Mm-hmm. Fantastic Four. They're heroes in yeah. their in their film, but X Men are almost villains in their own film, in, in or seen as villains, yeah. basically. Uh, so there's that juxtaposition of that that you have. That's always made X Men a little more interesting, and I, and I like how they sort of lean into that. And yeah. That as I said, it doesn't seem as as original now, but at the time it, it really was. It really was an, a a different way to. View superheroes as as the reluctant heroes, but even the good ones as well. And uh, just talking about their powers and stuff, I I do remember reading that the the idea of the X Men, oh, when uh, Stan Lee and the other guy I can't remember his name created them, it's Kirby, Kirby, Jack Kirby, Jack Kirby, yeah, maybe. And the idea of them being born with superpowers was more of a writing idea. A way of having the powers without having to have origin stories for them all. Yeah, you could just introduce <laughs> these characters with these powers because they were born with it. Yeah, there was no like bitten by a spider, bitten by a spider, or radioactive waste, or anything like that. You know, there was no. Uh, the planet blew up. Yeah, and the planet. I was sent on another to another planet. That you could just cut all that stuff out, and I've just My got dead superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> the dead parents, always with the dead parents. I know. Yeah, and the pearls and the gun and the dark alleyway. So it's 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 interesting how a a, a clever way of taking out exposition can make a story even more entertaining or interesting. Yeah, mm. but the, the original idea was just to take out all the backstories of the of the characters and just sort of have them bang. They got their powers. That's it. You know. Yeah. 
No need for exposition. Though there is a little bit of backstory in this, especially for like Rogue. Um, well, yeah, but not necessarily with the powers though. You got like that. Yeah, that's a big, yeah. usually a big chunk of a film. Like yeah. take Spider Man, the first forty yeah, minutes. Yeah. You know, you can cut that out and just get straight to the good part, <laughs> <laughs> which is it's, just, it's brilliant when you think about it. You know, mm. no need for all that exposition crap. Yeah, which is what the MCU ended up doing with their Spider. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, story-wise for this, it's very, it's a very basic story. Mm. Um, pretty much, Magneto is just trying to make his preemptive strike as they're in the process of making a strike against mutants, yeah. uh, and just happened to you know that he just needed Rogue to do it. Unfortunately, there was something Wolverine said that I thought was a quite a good line where. I think when they've been held captive and he's telling, he's explaining their plans as most villains do. Mm. And I think Wolverine says, uh, "You're so full of shit. If you were so righteous, it'd be you up in that thing, not her." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and a nice zinger on that one. I felt that was a good line. Yeah. So he's being so righteous and saying he's supporting the mutants, but he's not willing to sacrifice himself, and he'll he'll sacrifice a fellow mutant for it. So exactly. So there goes exactly. his credibility a little bit. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So I think this, the story is very basic. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, there's sort of that misdirect where you think he's after Wolverine, but he's actually after Rogue. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's really the only... What a twist. Yeah, that's really the only conflict of the film really, isn't it? Mm. That sort of, you know, because we are getting introduced to the characters. So you spend a lot of time introducing the characters and giving them some time to dialogue and talk and say who they yeah. are. Um, so the film doesn't sort of really pick up until about forty minutes in. It's not until Rogues, not really until Rogues kidnapped. Yeah. That then it's sort of and so when you think of the stages, you got the intro, then Rogue gets kidnapped, and then they're at the Statue of Liberty, and then that's it. Then they're out. And, yeah. yeah so that's it. Very quick. Very movie. quick. Very quick. Doesn't drag on. Yeah. Uh, but then again, I feel like there could have been a little bit more in there, <laughs> so to speak. Well, as you said, they're testing the water, so yeah. they, they couldn't go the whole big three-hour yeah. blockbuster. And, and you know, they, they are sort of setting up the next movie with Wolverine not knowing his past. He has no memory. Yeah. He doesn't know how he ended up with that, – there's sort of that mystery of what happened to Wolverine. Why does he have this mm-hmm. metal all over his entire skeleton and yeah. how did he survive that? Yeah. <laughs> how old is he? No one could tell how old yeah. he was. Like, mm. um, the problem is we watched X two right after. Yeah. <laughs> we did this, smash them, didn't we? Which is definitely a much better movie. Well, it, it's it's the sequels of those are always a little better because we don't need the introductions of characters and get straight into it. And they do get straight into it in that film. It's yeah. pretty much hi, how you going? Yeah, no worries. Bang, strikers there, and yeah. Uh, actually, something quickly I wanted to mention. Because Ray Park, obviously, who played Toad, famously yep. played um, Darth Maul. Yeah. But this was actually his first speaking role. Uh, he was dubbed in The Phantom Menace. Yep. I never knew that. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you know that? I did know that, but he hardly talks in Phantom well, Menace anyway. Well, he only says a few lines. So I thought, why, why would you dub a guy who only says like a couple lines? Didn't even cross my mind. But mm. uh, interesting enough, he did voice Darth Maul in the Star Wars Rebel cartoon, which is even weirder. <laughs> like they had a different, had already had someone who, who used to do it, but then they get the guy who did the stunt double, I guess you could say, and not, and dead. Kenobi! <laughs> I thought that was, I, I had no idea. He didn't do Maul's voice. So there you go. Throw um, that one in there for you. And yeah, you probably could have had more Iceman. Bit more of an introduction to him because oh, really? they. Got everyone else, <laughs> Halle Berry barely gets any lines, and yeah. you got like a Oscar-winning actress there. Got a couple of Oscar-winning actors in and, this movie, and Bond girls too. Yeah, this this movie is full of <laughs> Oscar winners. Let's see who's won an Oscar. Uh, well, I think so it's for just, starters, Anna Paquin has yeah. has won an I Oscar. I think she won it before this too. Is that? Oh well, she yeah. was like. 12 when she won her Oscar. Oh, the evil maniacal <laughs> laugh she gave the audience too. She knew uh, we were in for Hugh, a ride. Hugh Jackman's won an Oscar. Did he? Yeah. What are you going for? Uh, Les Mis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Has Pat no Patrick Stewart wouldn't have won an Oscar. E. McCallan, I think, has won an Oscar. Uh I think it was for an older film. Yeah, yeah. for Monster. Mon- yeah. Or no, Mon- that was Monster that, something. No, wasn't Halle Berry. Monsters no, 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 no. That was Halle Berry that won the Oscar for Monsters Ball. Um, I'm surprised James Masters has. Oh, oh no, he's just. No, the I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. He always finishes second. <laughs> yeah, he's the guy that always gets his girlfriend stolen. I know. And in, yeah. and this is probably one case where he gets his girlfriend stolen. Yeah. One of many. One so, of many uh, movies. Ha- Enchanted. Uh, uh, Superman Returns. Superman Returns. <laughs> the with, Notebook. With Ryan Singer. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Notebook. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Every second movie he makes, he's, yeah. he loses. <laughs> he gets his girlfriend stolen. I know. Poor guy. Pretty good looking too. Come on. Yeah, He hasn't aged a day yeah, too, by the way. <laughs> to be honest, Hugh Jackman... Oh, which one would you go for? Yeah, you? I'd probably go Hugh. Yeah, okay. That scene when he jumps off the bed. <laughs> I remember being like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Hugh Jackman. He's jacked, man. He's, he's jacked, man. <laughs> he's jacked, Actually, man. Actually, they both age gracefully, I have to say. Was it was the movie Hop? We, yeah. He was, was he meant to be playing like a teenager, but he was in his like 30s or something, wasn't he? Like he was living with his parents and stuff. <laughs> I think Remember? he was in his 40s. In his 40s. <laughs> He was living with his parents and, yeah. But he, he pulled it off. I mean, yeah, yeah. He, still yeah. Look, he still looks like he's in his 20s. I know. He's making a lot of kids' movies these days. Yeah. So. Ah, that's good. I want to see Hop 2. Yeah, not really. No? Okay. <laughs> I want candy. candy. I was <laughs> Sorry, our kid. It's like the only Easter movie and one of our kids got slightly obsessed with that movie. <laughs> Don't think I've heard Russell Brand talk so much. Well, he doesn't act anymore anyway. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, oh. uh, he hasn't really much lately. Yeah. Um, and you got Fomenka Jensen. This was probably one of yeah. her first big... A lot of people were considered for the role for that, like just so many. I think Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Nicole Kidman, Charlize Theron, yeah. The list yeah. goes on. Uh, and we also have a TNG re- reunion. Oh, yes. <laughs> so we were watching an episode of... TNG the other day and I look up because I wasn't really watching the episode um, and I'm like, hmm, that, is that for Menka? And Jared's like, no, no, no. She's just really attractive. <laughs> <laughs> so because she was kind of like she was yeah. an alien sort of, well, she had she, alien makeup on. Well, that wasn't too bad, but yeah, she, but she was a bit younger too. So this was like early nineties, so yeah. Like eight so she years. was she looked very, very, very young. But I was looking at her, and I, I think she's also had a bit of work done, which might have made her a little oh, bit. Oh, really? Mm. Might have made her a little bit less recognisable, even though she was absolutely stunning. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful. Yes. Uh, I'm looking at her, going, "That's definitely Fomenka," and look it up. Yeah, and of course it is Fomenka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, with Picard. With Picard. And the, and there was then almost it, a romantic scene between yes, them two. And then they were almost romantic together. Because she was some sort of siren that was imprinted by him or yeah, something. Like yeah, the, she, she was sort of, yeah. But she was she was, <laughs> she was sleezing on all the guys. Even Worf got a little. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she had omitted <laughs> she some sort of. She gave him a little of, growl. <laughs> she omitted some sort of pheromone that men couldn't resist yeah, her. But she gave him the, the Klingon growl. The <laughs> that <laughs> he loved that oh you got rebecca romay as mystique she's very good in this well, she's not romay anymore she's something else no 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 she's at one stage she was rebecca Re- romay St- stamos That's she's it. just rebecca romay now romay now oh okay yeah stamos is gone yeah long gone he's long gone um and she is wearing nothing <laughs> <laughs> She's wearing blue. She's in. We've got the blue boobs. Blue bloobs. Bloobs. We've got the bloobs. Spiky bloobs. Yeah. Oh, and, and feeling sorry for her. Like the. I think it's always with those characters that have all that makeup on. They mm. just got to sit in the chair for hours on end. And yeah. all the prosthetics. It was something ridiculous like 400 prosthetic things that I had to put on her with all the blue makeup. I think she had a lot of reaction to it as well at one stage from the chemicals from it, mm. which couldn't be nice. Uh, but I think with um, one of the later films, when uh, Jennifer Lawrence was uh, took over the role, she wasn't quite known when she started, but towards the end of those 
uh, reboots, she was a lot more known and she didn't want to be in the makeup anymore. <laughs> you could tell, I think the last film she was in, she was in the makeup for a little bit at the start and then she wasn't for the rest of the film. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. she was like, I'm not fucking sitting in that chair for fucking six hours. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. way too cool for that. Yeah. I don't blame her. That yeah. would be grueling. Yeah. And the weird thing is, is that they can do a lot of it with CGI. <laughs> CGI now. <laughs> I think they're having issues with uh, the contact lenses too. Yeah, I think Halle yeah. Berry was like, can you oh, just... Halle Berry refused to wear hers yeah. in the end and they just said you're just going to have to do CGI. Yeah. Cloud up her eyes. It's easy enough. Yeah. That costs like $20,000 maybe. Oh, God. It wouldn't <laughs> even be that, but yeah. All right. Now, you brought up CGI. Yes. So let's talk about the special effects in this film. Now, this film came out 23 years ago. So, I mean, think when this film came out, you're talking about a film that came out in the 70s. Mm-hmm. In, in retrospect. So, you're talking 2000, you're talking about a movie that came out in 1977. Yeah. Okay. So, um, now, not that they're bad effects, but mm-hmm. some of the Senator ones where he turns to water and stuff are a little, mm, yeah, yikes maybe yeah. is a word for, to use. Uh, yeah. Definitely have dated those ones. Generally, they're, they're all pretty good. Like everything's not too bad. Um, but I, I, there were some scenes that did sort of stick out where it's like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I still think the cool, um, the one where Wolverine's like on the spinning, on the... spinning around with the claw. Yeah, that's a great shot. Yeah, yeah, that's a great shot. There's one where um, Mystique does that sort of flying kick as she transforms in the air. Yeah, shot, yeah. which is also really good. Um, so there's also some really good effects. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, the most most of them still hold up. I'm just saying, there's a few shots in there that just struggle a little bit to keep up. We are talking 23 <laughs> yeah. years ago, so yeah. you know, this day some and age, some of the claws. I, th- I do, I do have to say, Wolverine's claws look pretty terrible. They never quite got those right, did they? No, and I didn't know why they decided to do them CGI. Yeah, uh, in this one, like I think maybe that was something that could have been done better. With they got practical. worse. Oh no, they did use practical effects. Yeah, for some eventually, of them. but at the, I think it's the one at the start. Yeah, where it comes because he he sort of did that thing where he'd retract like he had two out and one in the middle. So he, so he was giving him the fi- <laughs> giving him the finger, the finger claw. No, 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 no. He had the guy by the neck. Oh yeah, yeah, and the other one yeah. comes out. Yeah, and that's when you're like looking at it going, oh, that looks like a yeah. cartoon coming yeah, out of yeah. your finger. <laughs> As I said, look, yeah, some, not many. Just some, just some don't hold up. I feel, but uh, otherwise, it's fine. Yeah, it's it's great. I, I feel like we've passed the threshold of effects in most decent films are, yeah. are, are pretty much unnoticeable. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't notice them. They look they look part of the film. Yeah, yeah. And we did have a sky beam. <laughs> a sky was, beam. I think this might have been the start of the sky beam. Oh, I think I think sky beam's been out a long time. Yeah, the sky beam was was it the first sky beam? I don't know. I, I need you need to look back on all like try to find the first sky beam. Uh, I'm sure there's lots of sky beams. Oh, sky beams. <laughs> oh yeah, give me more guys, more sky beam. Uh, I had to end with beams. the sky beam. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. One of the things that I, was, that I read on that IMDb trivia <laughs> page mm-hmm. was, uh, you know how Mystique walks past uh, Bobby Drake as Bobby Drake? Yes. Uh, and they use CGI to do that. He's got a twin brother. <laughs> He's got a twin brother. <laughs> you could have saved us $50,000 for shit's sake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not realising that he had a twin brother. They painstakingly CGI'd that. Yeah. And and the other thing is his twin brother is also a well known actor. Like it yeah. wouldn't have been Maybe they thought it was the same guy. I just didn't know. <laughs> Maybe. Mm. Wouldn't hurt to ask, like, hey, I, I doubt <laughs> they would ask someone if they, they have a twin brother, but mm. I thought it was quite common knowledge that the Ashmore oh, wasn't really a known actor then, was he? Or pretty unknown. Actually, I don't even know if they're twins, but they are brothers and they look bloody identical. Okay. <laughs> No, I think he, I'm pretty sure he's a twin. I'm pretty sure. Mm. I think I brought up brought up one of the other po- other podcasts, the famous twins. Mm, okay. And I think he was one of them. Yeah, okay. which, which they actually do look alike. Yeah, because one of them was in Buffy. That's right. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I, and I thought it was him, and it's not. No. Yeah. 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 We thought you were a myth. Well, you were myth taken. 
Yep. Want to go into question time? All right. Yeah, and I've uh, run out of things to say. Let's bring up question oh, time. Hang on. I was actually, oh, no? I did right. have a question for you before oh. we go into question oh, time, well, a general one. Okay. Yes. Out of any character in this movie, what power would you want to have Ooh, and why? What power and why? Oh, God, Eddie, that's... Uh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> well, I could say it's probably not Toad. <laughs> uh, he can stick his tongue out really far. Um, do lots of backflips. Um, uh, I suppose regeneration always seems like a cool power, but, you know, uh, not something you can really show off. Oh, I suppose you can just stand there and, like, chop your arm off and go, hey, you know. Um I think the magneto magnetic power always seems kind of interesting. Yeah. Because it does seem it's it's just one power to be be able to control metals, but there seems to be so many different ways you can manipulate that. Yeah. Which is what makes magneto very interesting. Like he can use it to fly, he can yeah. use it to fire guns. You know, so there's lots of different things he can do. And a character like Wolverine, as strong as strong as he is, is useless against him. Yeah. So um yeah, there's sort of that aspect. Yeah, I think I think Magneto, yeah. 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 Again, because metal can be versatile. You can do a lot th- lot of things with that. Yeah. I think it's yeah. What about you? Uh, from this film. From this film, from yes. From this film. Uh I'll maybe go Mystique. Mystique. I'll go the yeah. the changing Yeah. Change your appearance. Change my appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Self-confident much? I think mm. I think Wolver, um, Hugh Jackman actually said that as well. If he could have a power, he said Mystique. <laughs> God knows fucking why. <laughs> you're fucking fine the way you are. <laughs> Don't need to change your power, mate. You're you're, you're all set. Um, all right, let's do question time. Ask you a bunch of questions. And I want to have them answered immediately. All right, here we go with question time. Eddie, I'll be asking the questions and we'll both be answering them. So, Eddie, starting off with the first question, which character was your favorite? Oh, Wolverine. Wolverine, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Wolverine. yeah, Wolverine. There's, there's uh, no disputing that. Okay, next question Bub. Bub. <laughs> So apparently that none of those bubs were in the script. Yeah. Uh, um, Hugh Drackman just kept throwing them in. Yeah. Until um, and then a couple got kept in. A couple in. got through. A couple got through. <laughs> yeah. Cuck. Um, laugh out loud moment, Eddie. Oh, it's got to be the Wolverine Cyclops. Um, hey, it's me. Cyclops says, "Prove it." And Wolverine just goes, "You're a dick." <laughs> and he's like, "Okay." I think it's also the fact that Wolverine is just so angry and just storming and like, you're a dick. It's me. Prove it. You're a dick. Okay. Uh, my laugh out loud moments, um, probably a little inappropriate these days, but the the wheels line. <laughs> oh, come on. That, that line was in Buffy <laughs> as well. I, yeah. So when, uh, so when Wolverine's going over the names of your Cyclops, your storm, and he looks over at Xavier. What are you, wheels? Yeah. I think it, he was re- originally meant to say Baldy. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that would have, that would have been worse. <laughs> I think wheels is worse. Um, yeah. No, nah, I reckon Baldy. Baldy. Baldy's worse. He's been bald for, he's, I think he's well over being called that. He's he's done with that. He, he said, he's the kind of bald guy you want to look like. That's fine. You know. That's. Yeah. Do you really want to be called bald? Does anyone want to be called bald? People who are bald know they're fucking bald. Yeah. I know. All right. Uh, next question, Eddie. Favorite fight scene? Oh, yeah. It has to be the the Liberty Statue of Liberty fight yeah. scene. Yeah. Um, the Rogue. No, sorry, not Rogue. Um, the Mystique. And, and specifically the Mystique uh, Wolverine fight. Yeah. Is pretty awesome. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's um, all. They st- and then the Wolverine Sabretooth one. I, I actually had mentioned the Sabretooth Wolverine yeah. one. I did like that one yeah. at the start. 
I kind of wish those two characters had a bit more screen time together. I think it's really the only time you see yeah, them together. That, that kind of gets retconned that, you know, when yeah, in the... Yeah, and then in the following film that in they're the origins, brothers. Maybe that they're actually half-brothers. So why, why did they do that? In the film, I'm saying it doesn't make a difference that they're brothers. They could have well, just no. been friends, really. Yeah. Well, it doesn't make a difference here because he has no memory. Yeah, yeah. He, so he's lost his memory, so he doesn't mm. know that he knows him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, most iconic or favourite scene, Eddie? I think I know what you're going to say with this one because I'm going to say it too. What? Wolverine swinging on the Statue of Liberty, cutting off whatever things, no? Yeah, maybe? No, I'm going to go with when Wolverine wakes up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> jumps Don't- off the table. <laughs> Yeah, and he's running through the halls, and he's sort of doing this, <laughs> this like so. It's it's a scene that gets parodied. Okay, does it? Yeah. So you haven't seen that being parodied, like him. Uh, I, I've seen it parodied in another right. movie. Like, okay, yeah. yeah. So that gets that superhero movie or something. Or? Yeah, like one of those movies where okay. yeah. Um, that's why I thought it was an iron iconic scene. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, mine's definitely the swing in the yeah, yeah. Wolverine chops off a part of the what do you call the spires or something? Yeah, which such a liberty the the crowny bit. crown the crowny <laughs> bit yeah. Though I will say I will say that that's probably it's an awesome shot. Yeah. <laughs> Defining one of the most famous statues in the world, on your mm-hmm. River Wolverine, yeah. on you Wolverine. Um, most iconic or favorite quote. Uh, Wolverine says, you actually go outside in these things? And Cyclops looks at him and says, well, what would you prefer? Yellow spandex. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the final line of the film when uh, uh, what is, what is, uh, what is um, Magneto says something to... I'm going to get out of here or this so, place No, no actually says, why, why do you always come here? Mm-hmm. And says, why do you ask questions you already know the answers to? <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. I say it often too. <laughs> I say that one a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, next question, Eddie. Who gets the wooden spoon in this movie? Oh, I think I'll go with Senator Kelly. Senator Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess. He came through in the end though when he before he turned into water. <laughs> How, it's a very PG like, way to die, I've got to say, just turning into water. Like, you know, there's yeah. all bodily fluids and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It should have been just like but a... But still a horrifying concept. That yeah. It could have been more horrific, but the fact that he turns into water just makes it not seem as bad. Mm. But the idea of just turning into water can't be great. Yeah. Well, he sort of turns into this gelatinous creature. Yeah. <laughs> A nice, clean, fresh, what's what I'm saying? Nice, clean, drink, almost drinkable water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clear, crystal clear water. Not just bile and, yeah. And, 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 yeah. Nothing human left. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I gave it to Toad, actually. Yeah? Yeah. I thought he was sort of underutilized. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what we, how he could have been used other than sticking his tongue out. Oh, he spits that goop. Oh, the goop, yeah. And nearly yeah. killed it. No, she couldn't breathe or something. Uh, yeah, Jean Grey. Yeah. Just have her face blast. So, st- so sticks his tongue out and spits on people. <laughs> it's a great superpower. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you don't want that one? <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, and Eddie, who gets the Oscar? Oh, Hugh. It's Hugh. Hugh. Hugh of course you do. Hugh. Yeah. Hugh. Hugh gets the Oscar. Yeah, great. To add a great to his role. collection. Add to his collection of. Is he got? He's got an eat got too. Has he got a? I think he. I think he. He may have an eat got. No, because I don't think he's got a Tony Award. Really? Not a Tony. Um, Grammy. Grammy. A Grammy. Yeah. 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 No Grammys. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're gonna start singing. <laughs> Got a lovely singing voice, he but, has not, a great not, but not good enough to get a no. Grammy. <laughs> Are the Grammys gone now? Or? No, they're still going. Yeah. I don't think they're. No one cares anymore? No one cares. No, no one cares. Uh, uh, I think only people watch them to, for someone to stand up and. Or they just did, watch. Did, they, did they not even present them last year? Were they just announced? Was that the Grammys or was that the. 
What a oh, move. they started doing it weirdly where it was like it was at home or when COVID happened, they started doing it. There was someone on stage and then they were just cutting to there were like all these screens around with the people on them, like yeah. like a massive Zoom thing and everyone dressed up in their houses. Yeah. But I think even the last one like wasn't high profile or I don't know, maybe not. Yeah. Um, and final question, Eddie, what do you rate this movie out of 10 using something from the movie? All right. I'll go six out of 10 Wolverine claws. Yes, six. I just had to, to count then. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. on the spot. Uh, I gave it five puddles of human water. <laughs> Does that yeah. work, Eddie? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Any uh, last things you want to wrap up the show with, Eddie? Is there anything you wanted to throw in? Hugh Jackman, did you want to see him? No, you don't. Never want to meet those people. No, I heard every time everyone who meets him, he's just a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Eddie, look, just wrap this up, hey? Yep. Well. I hope you've enjoyed listening to us tonight. We are Nerd Subculture. My name is Jared. I'm Edwina. And if you like what you're listening and you want to give us a shout or you want to find us, where can you find us, Eddie? Oh, yeah, we're on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. There's a Facebook group and you can also email us at uh, nerdsubculture at gmail.com. Yeah. No one ever does. No. So. I get a lot of spam on there. Yeah. Are you spamming me? <laughs> Someone's spamming me. Uh, you know, there's also the... Um, the merch store. The merch store, yeah. Yeah. Probably need to give that a bit more love. Yeah, give it a bit more love. I got my <laughs> coffee mug finally. That was cool. Anyway, no worries. Take care. See ya. Bye. Right, bye. What a twist!